welcome back to Culture Plus Kingdom and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I am your host, Tamira. We are on episode 12, guys. It seems like it hasn't been that long, but yeah, we're climbing up there. I'm so excited about my guest today. Our guest is an expert in an area that myself and so many other new business owners struggle with, branding. My guest today is Dr. Renee A. Walker. Dr. Renee A. Walker, a.k.a. Dr. Raw, helps entrepreneurs to create a brand story that allows them to stand out and magnetize their ideal soulmate clients. She has more than 16 years experience leading major educational brands and mentoring small businesses, small business owners. She is a brand builder and educator. Through Raw branded her unique brand building philosophy and strategy. She helps entrepreneurs to form coherent and authentic messages that sets the right expectations for their ideal clients, making it all click. Hmm, I like that. So, <laughs> so how are you today, Dr. Renee? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm good too. Thank you for having me. Yes, we... I just want to let the listeners know, we tried to do this before, and it was like a storm happening. My internet was crazy. The connection was crazy. So we're trying it again for the second time, and I know it's going to be a great interview. Yeah. Yes, we were up against the elements. Right, exactly. So I'm excited to have you on the show because branding is a big topic for small businesses, or any business, rather. Um, I see you led branding for major educational brands. Can you give us the rundown on your professional background? Okay. So I have spent 16 years um, leading the branding of educational brands, meaning I worked in K-12 private school. I was the um, assistant director of marketing communications there. And then I held uh, assistant director and director roles in universities, uh, both private and public universities. And in those roles, of course, I had to oversee the organization's brand, mm-hmm. meaning I had to be oversee the message. What are we putting out there? Um, what is our story? And then just overall marketing. How are we going to attract in this case it was students how are we attracting students how are we attracting that kind of an audience and the same thing applies in a business when you're running a business it's the same thing it's about what is the brand is the message how do i attract clients so it's the same rules apply um but i also within that timeline had the opportunity to mentor small business owners Mm -hmm. so with that i um, was able to help them with getting same thing again, they're messaging, their branding, um, including websites, message um, their stories together to help them. In their cases, we're trying to get business contracts. So I had the experiences, nine to five experience within the education field that I was mentoring, actually at the same time, mentoring small business owners. And then I, being in the education field, <laughs> had the opportunity to teach branding and marketing and decided to do that as well um, to adult learners and that sparked my interest in um, teaching which is why I am the, the doctor <laughs> education and um, and right now I'm like merging entrepreneurship and the education world because that's what I'm passionate about okay I like yeah. that yeah because it's like with business owners we have to be taught so like you said you like merging those two together because it you know it's all a learning experience so Exactly. Yeah. And so with having you on today, most of my listeners are new entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, you know, and first and first generation entrepreneurs. So a lot of things that when when I knew you were going to come on the show, I tried to ask like one of my friends and some other people that's also a business owner. Um, You know, what are the things that you struggle with in branding? Like, you know, what? I'm going to have this branding expert on and I want to make sure that I, you know, get everyone's questions answered so we can get the best help, you know, possible. So for this show today, I want to just break it down from the beginning, you know, if you can, for what, how do you start off branding? You know, when you're first, when you're new and you're trying to figure out your brand and how to, you know, cultivate a good brand image, 
what are the first things that you need to do? And I noticed you talk about brand storytelling. So can you explain right. that? Yes. Well, the first thing I'll tell you not to do is <laughs> don't leap into just designing a website automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, don't pull the trigger to just do a logo. I, you do need those things. Believe me, you need them for right. your business. But before you even start going into the make it pretty mode, the, the, the niceties of it all, before you even do that, take a step back and take a look at the business itself. Mm-hmm. And this is where you focus on what is the value that I bring? What is the solution that I bring? That's basically the basis of your business. Okay. It's about what solution do I offer? And it has to be very specific, nothing vague, like I make sure that people are happy or they have a good you know, customer relationship or customer service. It's funny because I've asked other business, business owners this question before, like, well, what's the advantage that you bring? What do you bring? Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised by so many people who are very vague. It's not clear what exactly they're doing. Right. And it's not clear for them. So being really specific on what's that solution, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then from there, start going within. You know, after you know that you have a solution, someone's going to buy it, then go within and start focusing on how are you different. Because there's going to be a million other people who can do the same thing as you. Right. Because um, there's nothing you under the sun. <laughs> but what is it that you, what is the approach, what is the experience what is it that you're bringing to the table that's different? And that's where the branding comes into play. Okay. And so is that also basically like discovering your um, your niche or niche? Or, you know, is, is that also, you know, uh, plays into you have to know your 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 um, niche or niche. I always pronounce it wrong first before you can figure out your brand. Right. And don't get, I know that, um, and I've had a client who was in resistance, like, I don't want to have a niche, (laughs) but don't view it as like you're locking yourself in a box and now I'm stuck with this one way of defining myself. Okay. Don't think of it that way because, you know, I've had another client who said, I'm multi-passionate and that's fine. A lot of us are, we have multiple passions. You can still be multi-passionate and still have that under like one brand. Mm Mm-hmm. So don't feel like, oh, I have to niche and now I'm locked into just helping women aged this to this, <laughs> who live here, who earn this. It doesn't have to be like that. And it's, and it, it, you know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, with me just doing research and working with different people, um, that's what they say. Like, they say you have to know your customer and you have to figure out, I mean, the littlest details to like what they eat, what they watch on TV, yeah. like, you know, everything. Yeah, that's like the old school approach that you have to know your avatar and you have to know what she's thinking when she gets up in the morning Mm -hmm. and the cereal she's going to pour out. And (laughs) and there is validity to that. There is some validity to getting the idea Mm -hmm. and really knowing who your audience is. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be locked into that. Because what a lot of people forget is all the psychological things. Like, not just, okay, she eats you know, I don't know, cake for breakfast or right. have to have coffee in the morning. Not just that, but also what is her life like? Like, what is her life like? Is she a single mom? Mm-hmm. Is she, you know, coming from a background where, you know, it was an abusive background? There's so many other things wrapped in to that that you have to consider when you're niching. Like, what is that? It doesn't have to just be this age, this income. Okay. Yeah. This, data data background so basically get out of that basic avatar that you know a lot of us were taught right yeah yes okay yes okay because niching it doesn't it's not just that right yeah and so okay so we got that we got the first um thing that we need to know is brand storytelling so i was watching um your facebook live videos and i see you were explaining i think it was the three c's um, can you explain that again for the listeners? Like, what okay. is that? Okay, the three C. So, what I was talking about is to have clarity, mm-hmm. really knowing what your brand story is. What, how does that connect to your business? Mm-hmm. So, 
And by the way, and I'll go into what a brand story is, just so you know that, but having clarity and being clear on what that story is, your signature story, that's basically what your brand story is. So tech terms, jargons aside, it's basically your signature story that shows that you're a pro, that you're an expert at what you do. Mm -hmm. And it could be something that you've done or or that you've experienced that qualifies, that shows that you have the skills to do your business. Or it can be a way, a story or stories uh, on when you've helped other people, you know, and these are real, real stories. It's not something hocus pocus, we're making things up, <laughs> but real, real authentic raw stories that people can connect with. You know, it's ideal if it's a story that your ideal customer or clients have been through so that they can relate because that's the whole point is to connect. Okay. So knowing that, having that clarity on what you're, brand story is, then also being consistent about it, showing up consistently. Um, doesn't mean that every content you put out there is your brand story. That's not how it works, mm-hmm. but just sticking to that story. You know, don't claim one day that I woke up and I was a millionaire. And then the next time <laughs> you're telling a story about, you know, how you've been in poverty your whole life, like don't confuse people just to try to hook them in. That's wow. not what you're trying to do. It's basically coming from a heartfelt place and connecting in a real, in a real, um, authentically. So definitely having that clarity, having consistency. Um, and I'm trying to remember what my third C was. <laughs> what did I say in that live? Clarity, consistency. Um, I might've told you to have the courage as well. I think I think so. I didn't I don't have my notes on it. I yeah. thought I had it, but I don't have it with me. So that could have been it cuz it's in my yeah. other little book, yeah. Yeah. Definitely the two key ones I would say is clarity and consistency. Mm-hmm. Um I have a feeling that I might have also said about your content. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. So the four but, C's. <laughs> so the four C's, right. <laughs> is your content. So your content is everything. It's the basis of how you're marketing your business. So it's written content that you're going to share on Facebook, Instagram. If it's visual content you're sharing on YouTube, also on Instagram and also on Facebook, or if it's like a sales page. Mm -hmm. So content has to be consistent and also emphasize your brand. So it can't be boring. It has to speak to like your personality, your stories, and not just all about you, but why you're the person to help your clients and customers because at the end of the day it's about them you work with you but it's about them okay so that brings me to my next question what i kind of struggle with um so you know being relatable is a great way to draw in an audience right and you know to draw in potential clients and customers so do you think that being too transparent can hurt your brand or your business this is a good question and you know this is a good one that's coming up because right now, and you probably are seeing this, um, a lot of entrepreneurs are at least encouraged to have this kind of vulnerability, this mm-hmm. whole being open, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And some people are able to do this and come from a real authentic space, but other people are, are using it to just kind of do fake selling, <laughs> like to right. share a story and then say, hey, buy this. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that comes over-the-top level of, like, transparency where it's like, is this real or are they making this up? I don't think there's necessarily a line that can be crossed. I think you work within your comfort zone. Okay. You share what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And not just that, but with going back to your audience, your customers and clients, is that something that would resonate with them? Is that something that they want to hear or is it going to turn them off Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be polarizing if that's your style that's your brand that's you you're a little more in the face and you're talking to someone who's also like that and that's the type of person you want to work with that's the type of person who you want to buy your products then that's fine but if that's not the case then stick with what's comfortable for you and then also what makes sense for your clients so there's no like fine line like you need to stop at this because I've heard oh I know of entrepreneurs who share things that 
And I would think, wow, that is shocking. That's a lot of details. Um, But it works for them. You know, it works for them. And there are people who love it. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's something, you know, that I, because I've watched. You know, people that I like, I I um I watch their, you know, lives and different things like that. And I noticed that sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's not always about business. And I, I agree with that. Like, I don't want to follow anyone or, you know, um, potentially probably do business with someone who's always trying to get me to buy, buy, buy. And, you know, always trying to get always trying to sell to me basically you know because I don't do that with my um, business and I don't I don't like to see that done because you want to know the person that you're buying from because you know with small businesses what happens we buy from people we like you know that's just how it goes because we get to know them personally but another thing that I struggle that I you know kind of feel like weary about is some people they you know put everything out there like we were just talking about like you know um they get up in the morning brush their teeth in their own live and I'm like no one wants to see you brush your teeth on live like come on now. oh my gosh okay TMI too much <laughs> um, yes and but there's some people who are watching that that's a thing and this is where okay it's polarizing mm-hmm. that works for some people who are down with that and they want to watch you brush your teeth <laughs> me personally I don't need to see you brush your teeth but I don't mind when a coach hops on the camera and was like, I just came from the gym, I just worked out. But it's talking like a conversation and right. it's just pulling me into their life. Right. And is isn't like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not anything weird. Right. <laughs> I had to come on live because I was pumped up and I had to share with you this. And they're not selling to me, but they're helping me and we're just having a conversation. That's a different feel than watch me brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like too much. Too much. Um, I was in a group, and I won't get into details here, but there was a post that it just shocked me. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, Mm. But it was a long thread as a result of it. This um, entrepreneur, I don't Uh even know what she did. Uh I I don't even know what the business was. But the topic was something sexual in nature, but Uh in your face, like very in your face, and it sparked this whole thread. And there were some people who were like, what is this group about again? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Because everyone was getting lost in the post, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Wow. But there were other people who were cheering her on. It was like, yes, you're great. And that's an example of having a brand that is polarizing and you're just one, you you know the type of person who you want to attract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I'll just say this and then we'll talk about something else. But I'm so, I'm guilty of that. Like, I'll I'll see a post and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they posted, you know, posted this. But then I'll find myself like sitting there reading all the comments and I'm like into it now because I'm like reading all the comments trying to see like, what's going on? It's, it's so uh-huh. weird. <laughs> you see that it works. Yeah, it does. It does. Work. It does. Yep. And the I funny thing it. is people who do that, you can actually take note of those types of, type of posts, even though you're not trying to maybe brand yourself in that style mm-hmm. but take note of like the tone that they use and the, the voice and this like the structure of how they write mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like perfect grammar or anything like right. some people are just like you know very short or very you know harsh they might be cursing I don't know you know but it's their voice it's something that's you can hear it you could it's almost like if they're in the room and they said it to you and you're like whoa yeah exactly exactly right my thoughts exactly so since we're talking about selling uh-huh. you know when doing research for starting a business um you always have you all well i always hear experts say you need to have a unique selling proposition to stand out um uh-huh. so is this a form of branding having a unique selling proposition yes okay so it's basically your way of positioning yourself amongst your competitors that's what it is it's tech lingo basically it's in a nutshell why are you different why are you special what's the added value that you bring Mm -hmm. that everybody else doesn't bring what's that unique selling proposition your usp okay so that's basically what that is and that's going back to and this is where leaning on something like your brand story is one thing you know Mm -hmm. that's part of the building blocks having that signature story and then also looking at your competitors and saying, wait, well, how am I different? You know, if this one over here is using more of a harsh tone and language and 
that's attracting that person. Well, that may not be me. Okay, my style is more maybe warm and fuzzy. I'm more like hand-holding. So my conversation, the words, my content is gonna is just going to reflect that because that's the type of coach, consultant, whatever your business is. That's how I work with my business. So I want that to come across. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's where you're different. Great. You, yeah, okay. So I understand that way better now. So I'm trying to avoid all technical <laughs> that gets you lost because you know you're just being real in your business. Like, what works? What is actually? What are you trying to say when you know you're reading all of this tech language? What does it all mean? And do you think that branding is like com? You know, is like commonly misunderstood. Do you think that we get it? Because uh, I think a lot of people get it, you know, confused with marketing. Mm-hmm. Even though I think they go, you know, hand in hand. But. It does, and it's. I understand that it's confused with marketing because it's a part of marketing. Mm-hmm. You have to have branding, a website. Website's part of your marketing. You have to have colors and fonts and all of that. That's still that's going to spill into the marketing, all your marketing assets. So it is a part of marketing. It's actually the foundation of your business because you're now looking at all of the businessy things I talked about. Like, why are you different? What is everybody else doing? All your competitors. What is your message you know you're really building the structure of what's different about you and your business what's the value you're bringing and then at the end of the day you're also dressing it up with like the website the logo which spills into all of your marketing all the advertisements and everything else yeah yeah before you get to the advertisements and everything else and the website and the logo you have to still back it up and say down to where, where are we at what is so unique about us okay so what people So instead of because you said a lot of people jump right into the pretty stuff, right? The graphics, uh-huh. the website. So basically, you're telling us the first thing you need to figure out is what is your brand, your story, what makes you different. Yeah, okay. start at the back it up before you even do all of that, mm-hmm. and start. This is, and I know this is where branding or brand strategy crosses over into business strategy because I see it almost like one and the same. Okay. Because you're really getting into what sells, what do people want, and what are you offering to them? Is it what they need? So you're really getting really specific on that because without that, you don't have a business. Mm, I'm taking those. What sells, what are you offering, and what people really want? Yeah, because if you jump into, I just built a beautiful home, and you and look at my dressing, this is your website, and look at the logo, and this is you know the beautiful lawn, and <laughs> look at my amazing driveway, and you have no furniture in the house, <laughs> no running water. Right. Toilets don't work. The stove don't work. <laughs> so it's just a shell, basically. Yeah, your house isn't functioning, right. but it looks pretty. Right. And we all, yeah, I think we yeah. all do that. Because I did that too, you know, yeah. I wanted to jump out and get a website. We all fall into that, the pretty Everyone thing. does. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. yeah. And, I know so, it's- and it's important to have a website, but... Your website's supposed to serve a business. Right. So if you don't have a business, you just have this pretty shell. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think about um, people having like, so say we have a website and we don't have a, um, you don't have like a um, domain email, meaning so it's not drrenee.com email. It's drrenee at gmail.com. I hear a lot of people say like, oh, you know, that's that's not professional. Um, you know, that will mess up your brand. I guess if you already establish your brand, you know, you, you're supposed to have an email that matches the website. Now, mm-hmm. I'm asking this because to me, that's like a minute thing that, you know, maybe the person didn't want to, you know, pay for an additional service. Because some of them, you know, you do have, it, it's not included into your website, depending on the package you got, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's like a minute detail. But by you being an expert, how how do you feel about that? What do you think someone's starting out? Or if, if they're not just at the beginning beginning stage, just say they're in like, you know, maybe a year in, you know, should they make sure everything is streamlined and then they don't have a Yahoo or Gmail? It should be all connected to the website. I think as you're growing, and by the way, it used to be, you know, branding snob about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be streamlined. Um, but realistically, as you're growing your business, mm-hmm. 
you do want to streamline it. You do want it because it does look more professional. Okay. Especially if you're working with bigger brands. If you're working with other companies, that makes you look more professional. Okay. That's where to keep in mind. Are you working with growing your at the phase where you're growing your business and mm-hmm. now you have a bigger audience mm-hmm. and you have that bigger presence, you're running ads, and you also want to attract bigger brands, then you do want to have more of a professional email so that it shows them that you're serious. It's me at mysite.com. That, you know, that makes you look more professional mm-hmm. than just your Yahoo address or your Gmail. Okay. But if you're just starting out uh-huh. and you're really just working one-on-one with people, you're getting a couple of clients here and there, I wouldn't worry or stress about that email address. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about that. Get the business going first and then, and then shift into establishing those things. Okay. And I noticed when watching your videos, you talked a lot about an a introvert person and an impasse person. I'm not sure what an impasse person is. So can you explain like, what is the difference? Okay. That's my woo-woo going. Huh? <laughs> that's my woo-woo. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, an introverted person is someone who, and this is all psychology, psych terms here. Okay. It's someone who usually goes within and reflects goes within, reflects more, mm-hmm. has to think about things before they go ahead and they, they talk and they engage in conversations. They're more that person versus someone who's more extroverted is someone who gets more fueled and insight by talking to people and being more sociable and, you know, immediately I need to be around people because that's what helps me navigate the world. An introverted person needs to take a step back, maybe have me time. Yeah. <laughs> And then they go back out into the world. They're just two different ways of navigating the world. So I always talk to the introverted folks because being online for for introverts is sometimes a little bit of a scary thing because, oh, no, now I have to put myself out there, but I'm someone who likes to go within. How do I do that? That's a big step. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking to someone who's like an empath, that's someone who is highly sensitive. That's someone who's like... Sensitive, you know, like people say, oh, I don't like the vibes of this room, or I feel your vibes. Um, I'm very woo-woo. But it's someone who's, like, sensitive to other people's energy. If it's, like, loud or someone's you know, a little more aggressive, they tend to feel more exhausted, kind of, like, wiped by other people's, oh you know, goodness. energy. I think so I'm an impasse person. Huh? You think you're in a yes. You're like, ah, that's me. <laughs> or you walk into a crowd and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is like a little bit overwhelming. Let me ease my way into it. It's like a bit too much because you're feeling people's energy. And mm-hmm. That's someone who's more of an empath. You pick up on everybody's vibes. But doing that and having a business, mm-hmm. it could be draining if you're constantly talking to people talking to people you're on social media and you're you're picking up people's energy and this one and that it can be pretty draining so i just talked to that woman who is more you know empathic has that kind of like feeling to say okay well when you're putting yourself out there you're at the face of your business yeah you do have to check your energy you do have to know okay well how am i going to step in my ceo shoes when I'm not feeling exactly at my best, or I have been working with clients all day and now I have to market my business and I just feel that's like a lot. Right. You know, how to juggle that. So. Okay. Because I know that, you know, it seems as if it's easy, people get on camera, they're going live, but not everyone who's, you're seeing going live it's, it's someone who's extroverted and it's comfortable for them to go live. Sometimes there's that added hurdle of, I don't know, I freeze on camera. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Like, yeah, I really, and I'm glad, I, that's why I really wanted to ask you about this because, you know, I I, I know I should be more, like, do more lives and, and um, videos and, and even try to do stories a little bit. I do stories, but I don't really talk on them as much, and I don't really do lives unless I'm doing a event like I have um a online boutique so when I do like the vending events and then I had a cart in the mall I did a lot of lives then to bring customers out but now since I'm back online and I'm you know in a transition stage with my business it's like I don't I don't hardly ever go live you know because I don't it's like I don't have the 
I don't know, I guess like the motivation to do it, you know, when I know I have to, because I think it's like, I'm nervous, you know, my whole fear is like jumping on live and then I'm talking to myself, you know, like no Uh one jumps on. I don't know if, if a lot of people feel like that sometimes, maybe that scares them, but I don't know. I just like have to break out of that. But my question to revert it back to branding is, um, you know, do you think that the owner should always be the face of the business, you know, with that? How does that help branding? Like, say if, you know, I had a business, but I never wanted to show my face. Like, I, I've always wanted to just use customers' pictures or, you know, maybe just um, memes or I never really wanted to show me. Can that hurt your brand? It, it, it will be better and it will serve you if you do, especially as a small business owner, you put the focus on you. Mm-hmm. That you have a face somebody who people who can relate to okay because at the end of the day and we said this earlier people buy from people they like yeah they yeah. buy from other people who they like know and trust right you know you want to interact with a person not just like xyz logo or just the your clients your testimonials which you do need you need those testimonials but who am i connecting with who is running this ship and i need to feel this person i need to trust this person I need to like this person. Mm-hmm. And I know you, it, it seems like it makes sense to just rely on the business. That's what they get. It just, that makes sense, right? This is what you want. I can give it to you. Right. But now we're so savvy and we buy based on emotions. Yeah. It's not necessarily like I need this and this can fix this. Mm-hmm. It's more like I feel that this yeah. <laughs> is the best thing. You know, it's like, why do we buy a Chanel purse when you can just get any old purse? Right, exactly. It's still going to hold your wallet and your cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> if there's nothing wrong with getting that purse from Walmart, why do you have to get a Chanel? <laughs> right. Well, because I feel it's more luxurious. I think it looks, you know, more, yeah, these are all like feelings. I think I, it looks... It's all of that. Mm-hmm. So just think of that, but apply it to people. Like when you, and even look at in, on social media, and even on influencers, if you turn on TV and you see Kardashians and you see people who are just flocked to them, they like follow them. Why are they buying everything, you know, live kit that they're dropping? It's because, oh, well, I connect with this person. This person gets me. I wouldn't be like this person or I wouldn't aspire to get where they're at or you know what I mean it becomes more emotionally driven which is why you can then come on live and just talk like someone's brushing their teeth and they're like oh well I use Colgate too (laughs) (laughs) exactly oh my goodness when you take a step back it's like this doesn't make any sense but this is what we're doing right yeah right so do be the faith and for a lot of people that's I know once again going to why I talk to that person who's more introverted or an empath that doesn't always feel natural versus some extroverted folks would be like yeah I can't put myself out to more people yeah <laughs> yeah some people love it like yeah I, I... it's easy because mm-hmm. that's how they navigate the world it's like the more people I talk to the more lit up I am the more people I talk to the more clarity I have in this world you know mm-hmm. that's how they're navigating life Exactly. Yep. So with everyone, and this is something that I can't wait to ask you because, you know, I've been like, just, you know, trying to figure out like what is going on, you know? So with everyone saying that they're an expert in a certain field, how can we as, um, you know, business owners who need help, we need help with branding, coaching, marketing, but we don't know how to find the right mentor or coach to invest in. You know, what are some tips you can give for looking for the best best coach mentor to help us within our business? Hmm. I think, well, one, if you're going to get a coach, that's always going to help your business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always helpful to have someone who's at least a step ahead of you who can then guide you to get where you want to go. Right. But then looking for that coach, it definitely has to be a fit. Um, not just that, oh, well, they have the skill, and I'll get to that. But also, it's a, their style is a fit for me. Okay. Because not every coach, you know, is the same. Some coaches are more hands-on. Some are a little bit more, maybe the personalities, you wouldn't necessarily click. So there's that kind of 
obstacle in the way. Mm-hmm. But in terms of their qualification, because you're right, there are so many coaches out there. Everyone, it seems like you can wake up and <laughs> be a coach tomorrow. Um, <laughs> what you want to do is check if they've had any results. So results either for themselves or results for other people. You know, do they have any testimonials from clients? Do they have their own testimonial at least that they've done something and you know this is now the outcome that you you want a similar outcome mm-hmm. check with those things first or maybe they didn't they haven't worked with anyone else in their business or they haven't um worked or had results for themselves but maybe they have a professional background um maybe they have a professional background that speaks to why they're qualified so do they have that at least? Have they had professional experience? Have they had personal experience? Do they have life experience? It depends on what you're, the service you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But how do they have any of those things? Because without any of those, that kind of a proof, then, yeah, it becomes kind of sketchy. You right. know, you kind of, doesn't mean that that person couldn't necessarily help you, but what have they done that you can feel confident in? Right. That you, we can trust that this person is who right. they say they are. I'm going to, you know, as long as I do the work, I'm going to get results. But we need to know that they're qualified to teach us, basically. Right. Right. Okay. And also, another question, um, you know, by me just, like, following a lot of um, entrepreneurs that, you know, I really like their careers and how you know, they progress and grow each time and each year, Um I noticed they always say they work with coaches and I noticed that, you know, um, they, and I'm looking at them like, wow, this person is like, you know, to me, like they didn't made it, you know, they're, they're at this certain level They you know, they, um, have multiple businesses, serial entrepreneurs, but they're also working with a coach. So do you think that once you want to hit new levels in your business and plateau, you know, to different areas that you'll always have to work with a coach? Because it's as you grow, it may be things that you need help with because you probably will never understand a lot of things on your own to help yourself move to the di- to different levels. That makes sense. Yeah, I think as you are always up leveling, you will always want to work with some sort of coach mm-hmm. or be a part of some sort of mastermind. Okay, mastermind. Yeah, if it's co- whether it's a coach or a mastermind, some sort of community or some sort of support that can help you because you can only see so much in your business mm-hmm. and you'll be spinning your wheel. You just keep, you, you know, you'll be having so many questions, but it's always helpful to have someone outside of it who can see it for what it is, or they've been there, they're maybe ahead of you, or even, you know, peers like in a mastermind who can advise you. Right. It does help. And you see this, that's why you see a lot of coaches have coaches. You know, I'm a coach. I have a coach. You right. know, um, <laughs> you, you know, we want to have that person who you can go to and say, you know, what are your thoughts on this, and then have that feedback so you can say have those aha moments. And that's why you'll see why is it that people who seem successful, they're going to like a, you know, why are they going to Tony Robbins? Why is Oprah going to? <laughs> she's like a billionaire why is she going to this guy for advice right well because you know even at her status at some point you say wait a minute i need to talk to someone to help me think through whatever phase i'm in right or whatever new idea or new venture or wherever you're going in your business so, yeah. yeah, we oh goodness we got some good tips i took notes and everything so <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, I'm a listener and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, you know, Dr. Renee gave me some good advice, but I'm still a little puzzled. So I want to figure out what I can do right now to start on my branding. You know, what can I do myself until I can get with a mastermind group, until I can get with a coach? What are three things that you can tell the listener that's listening right now that wants to go? You know, they want to implicate everything you said, but they're trying to figure out what should they do first? What is one or two things that you can tell them to do today that will help them with their business and the branding with the branding aspect. Okay. So a couple of things you can do for right now okay. is validate, make sure that your business is viable. Make sure that you actually have products, services that people actually want. Mm-hmm. 
go out there and talk to people, find out, is this something that I can actually sell? Do people actually need it? Okay. Because without that, you can't start doing all of the brand building from there. You'll be wasting your time. So make sure, number one, you have a business. Start with that. Okay. Do you have something that will sell? You need that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we can do okay. this by, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. What's that? I was going to say we can do this by polling, correct? Like on social media? Maybe? You can poll. You can talk to people. There's different ways you can do this. Do mm -hmm. your research. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, ner the nerdy doctor is going to tell you, do your research. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You need to do your research. Right. Find out, like, do I actually have something that people buy or is this just a great idea in my head? Right. Or it's because it worked for somebody 10 years ago and now things have changed and this is not going to sell. Okay. You know, so make sure you actually have a business that can make money. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. um, then, then from there, you can start thinking about, okay, well, the message. What is this? Start focusing on you. What am I bringing into the table that's different? You know, if I'm looking at all my competitors, what is it that's different about me, my approach, my style, my voice, my story, mm -hmm. all of that? What is the different thing? You know, maybe my methodology, if you're coaching, maybe you have a whole signature methodology that you go with. Or if you have a shop, maybe it's the way your shop is, you know, that's totally different from everyone else or the way they get the product or the way in which you're selling. Or I don't know, this could be multiple things. Mm -hmm. But what's it that's different about your approach, your way of handling it? And then after you've gotten that and you know the message as well, you know, like, what are you saying to people? You know, how are you saying it? What are you saying? I've been giving it a lot of homework. But <laughs> 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 know the message as well. But you'll know what to say once you get that clarity on you know what's different about you and what people want. It'll all help with your messaging. Okay. And then from there, because you already know how you want to be different and what you want to say in your approach, now you can go ahead and start doing, okay, well, what are the colors? that you know point to that mood that kind of my style i'm not someone who's aggressive and moody so maybe i don't want the colors you know deep red or maybe a black but i want it to be something i'm more like feminine so i want more pink because mm -hmm. i'm working with women it is a whole psychology behind colors that get into branding but none of that makes sense until you know what is that approach that message that style okay you're going to match that up with the visuals Hmm. I love it. Everything. From there, you do the, oh, now I know my colors and, you know, all the lovely fonts because it speaks to this experience. You know, I'm going to build this website that also reflects this and right. pulls all of that in. It has all my message and my story and all the visuals and it's selling something that people will actually buy. Okay, good. You gave us some good tips. I like it. And um, things that I didn't even think about. I never thought about, like, the colors. I think I just picked the colors because I like pink. You know, like, my brand colors for my boutique is pink and pink, black, and white. And I never, okay. you know, I never thought to, like, research the colors. I never thought of that. So, you just gave me something to think about, actually. Okay, good. Yeah. Give me some homework. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so building a brand and staying consistent is hard when you are not seeing the rewards. Um, we're posting on social media, we're sending out email marketing, and just showing up to our business every day. Um, yes. And it's hard to show up every day when you're not seeing the results. Um, you're frustrated with the process. So, something that keeps me motivated and a lot of my listeners, you know, we have a, you know, our faith, basically. So, um, you know, Galatians 6.9 says, let us not be weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So how do you deal with the planning season in your business or your professional career? Oh, man, that's such a good question. And that verse is very, very true. Yes. Um, there is a season, reason and a season for everything. Right. Um, and sometimes you're, you are in planting season where you're just, you're doing everything and not seeing the results. It's not immediate. But what you're doing is, a good thing you're moving towards what you're supposed to be doing you're showing up online you're putting your message out there you're slowly getting people to see that you have this this product you have you're being 
in the space. Right. And I know it can be for a lot of entrepreneurs. It can be discouraging if you're not seeing the full results you want. Um, if there are not a lot of people responding, but do know that just by showing up there, people are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the people who are the most attentive don't respond. They're just watching. Right. And a lot of entrepreneurs I know have told me the same thing. And I've seen this myself where when people pop out of the woodworks, I'm like, how did this person, who is this? person they're like oh I've seen your content and you're like oh okay <laughs> and you didn't realize that they've been watching you just not necessarily responding because right. maybe they weren't ready yet mm-hmm. but you're still showing up you're still in their mind the whole point of being consistent is to stay in people's mind so that when they're ready they jump onto things when the message is tight and it's really hitting to that you know their needs their pain point and they read it and they're like oh or you talked about the topic and you're like yes that's when I need to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's where showing up, and it's not easy. This is where, you know, if you are, you know, you, with this audience here who's listening in, leaning in on your faith and saying, you know, I've been called to do this for a reason. Right. You know, I, I, in my, I, my thought, philosophy in my business is that everyone is trying to, or should be, working towards fulfilling their, their greater purpose, right? right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think that's something in life. And so if you're leaning on your faith and you believe that, that, you know, you've been called to do this for a reason, you've been called to have your business for a reason, you're helping people for a reason, that's motivation going within um, for my woo-woo folks. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, the mindset training, you know, really meditating, reflecting, and realizing that, yes, same thing, I'm here for a greater good a greater purpose and that I have to keep my mind right keep my spirit right and just have that belief which is so easy to say which is why it takes its daily work right you know whether it's prayer meditating whatever you use that going within and and that connection you're going to need that for entrepreneurship hands down I don't know I don't know a lot of entrepreneurs who don't have some sort of like you know practice or spiritual or religious or going within or something that they do because you're going to hit hard times you're going it's not going to be smooth sailing right you're going to fail <laughs> you're guaranteed to fail so just accept it now yeah but it's how you look at failure you don't think oh my god i'm gonna fail failure doesn't mean like you're done it just means you're going to hit roadblocks you're going to be in seasons where you're just you're just planting and planting and maybe it has a fully harvest or harvest a little that will happen but things will happen you it has to harvest (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but you have to plant your seeds so basically what you you know so you're saying don't give up still show up still plant your seeds still show up there's some sort of statistic out there that says that um most entrepreneurs give up right before they're about to take off I can believe that. I can't believe that. <laughs> you know, and that's just, that's like, oh, that's I know, crushing. I know, Because you can't see it. Right. But you're like right there because mm-hmm. it's going to get the hardest. And so it's easy to say, well, it's not working. I'm done. But that's when you, things would have just taken off. Right. And it, yeah, that really sucks when you think about it because we, you know, we don't know. That's just like with faith, you know, with your faith, uh-huh. you're, you know, you're, you're not, led by sight because you can't see faith you know you only can feel it it's something that you know that you have something that you continuously build up day by day but yeah it's so hard you know so i definitely that's it that's the trick right that's a trick on life we Mm -hmm. don't we can't see we can't see it it, 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 it's so easy in life i know (laughs) we can see it right exactly exactly but it doesn't work that way it's all on your belief your faith Mm -hmm. you know yes having that Yep. So let's just, like we said, you know, we're telling you guys, keep planting those seeds because yes. your season is coming, you know, just keep the faith. If you know it, you feel it within you, you know it, and you feel like you've been led that way, it's, you, that's your calling. Right. Yep. That's Don't your purpose. Up. Yeah. All right. So to our last question is, um, which I, I call it the thrive question. So I'm going to give you three words. I want you to give me a word or phrase that comes to mind when you hear these particular words. Um, so you ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the first word is culture. Diversity. I don't really, oh, 
I'm gonna say that. Diversity. Diversity, you like it. Okay. Kingdom. Wow. Oh. I said heaven. That mm. came in my head. Okay, yeah. And entrepreneurship. Success. Success, yes. Love it, definitely. That's what we strive for anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Renee, for joining my show. I learned some great branding tips. I wish we can do like another episode. Maybe we will probably do one down the line when, you know, we, um, I, you know, uh, advanced some or some of my friends have advanced some and they want to know different strategies. Maybe we'll do like a part two because it's so much to branding, but I just wanted to have you come on and you know, tell the basics, you know, how to start because we were all having the same questions, you know, of how to start the branding process and what are the right things to do so you won't get, so you won't get, you know, mixed up into the wrong thing. So before you go, let us know how we can find you, how to support you. And if you have any special projects coming up, we should know about and take advantage of. Okay. Well, you can learn more about me by going to ReneeWalker.me, ReneeWalker.me. And what I have for you guys is a free gift. If you want the seven steps to attract raving fans to your brand, um, you can sign up for that. That's at ReneeWalker.me slash free gift. Ooh, and I'll put that in the show notes too for you guys. So you can, it could be easy access, take you right to Renee's um, free gift. okay yeah my gift to you and this has been fun i hope this was helpful yeah it really was it really was i'm so glad we got a chance to do this it was it was fun um if but i think i answered anything but if you think that you want to leave with one thing that i we didn't go over let me know okay you think we we hit everything on the nose (laughs) (laughs) um I'm trying to think about anything. I think the biggie is definitely not giving up, which is going to be very easy to say. Um, But don't get discouraged. And if you can, find other entrepreneur friends, this podcast, anything else that you can listen to every day to motivate you. Because especially for us in our background, chances are you probably don't have a lot of people in your family or friends who are entrepreneurs. So it's good to have this network community, even if you're just, listening to this where you know you have one friend or someone who you can go to just to help motivate you because everybody else is going to think you're probably crazy (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah all right this has been a great episode thank you guys once again for tuning in Uh, until next time guys stay blessed and encouraged bye-bye